0: Uh, hi, family. My name's Zoe and I'm an alcoholic and um, it's really good to be here and my palms are sweating and my heart's beating really fast. And, um, you know, that that's quite a, a common feeling for me. And, um, you know, uh, uh, reality was not my speciality at all and sometimes uh, still isn't. Um, so I was born in um, a little market town in Northumberland um, in the UK called and, um my mother and father had been married before, and both had two children. And um, they met up in a pub in Somerset, in Froome, and over a drink one night, my my father to be said, "I'm moving to Northumberland. Who who will come with me?" And my mum was in an abusive marriage. She had two kids, and she was um, not well herself. She went, "I will." So they got in this old car, drove to Northumberland, and lived in a in a um, like a stone barn. It had like an open fire, um, like no electric or anything, in the middle of the North Atlantic Malls, you know. And um, and that's where I was conceived, in this sort of stone barn, you know. And my mum tells a story about, um, she always remembers being hungry. <laughs> so now in a, in a later year, she kind of, um, she hoards food, you know. I've just been visiting her and everything's full, you know, full to the brim. And um you know it's um you know it's quite interesting. And um I've got like a little collage on the wall that I made of, you know, that time and my mum's got this lovely like hippie dress and long flowing hair. And, you know, there's a picture up there of my mother and father getting married and my dad has got a cabbage under his arm. You know, like I mean, you know, and and it was full of st- people smoking drugs and um you know so while i was born i i kind of crawled around you know i didn't have shoes and and i hung out with all these adults you know the house house was full of um you know dope smoking and guitar playing and fiddling and, and you, you know um and i remember just sort of looking looking around just feeling you know very aware that i'm like the little person and 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 a, you know after doing sort of work on myself realizing that I I, um even before I share I feel like my throat is going to close up you know like I can't struggle to get the um the words out you know and um and I was talking to my mother about this when I visited her last week and um she said we didn't really talk to you about five you know and then I couldn't shut you up you know and and uh and it sort of makes sense, you know, that I didn't practice communicating. But what I did know and what, I, what I'm super, super hot at is um feeling the energy of a room. Um, you know, I can tell if someone's about to have a fight. You know, I can tell if people are being nice to each other without words, you know. And I think later in life, when I started to work with horses, I mean, it's a, a beautiful gift you know having all that kind of um uh chaotic childhood you know it's a beautiful gift the gift that i have with animals and i can say that now without feeling a bit, feeling a bit embarrassed but it is you know and and i believe a lot can be said without using the bloody mouth all the time and um you know uh, yeah what a gift um so <laughs> i've had quite a weird day actually today um I got home from a, from quite a lovely trip away, the weather's been nice and, and I went on some new walks and took loads of photos of foxgloves and you know was really in the moment. And that's what recovery has given me is being that I can be in the moment, like this moment right now and. Um, you know it yeah I just had loads of lovely walk. anyway last night. My neighbor who I I I diagnose him as being one of us it's none of my business um you know he locked himself out and it, the he's trying to get in the door you know like I remember when I used to take a lot of amphetamine and I would do something over and over and over again well like I'd be making dog collars all fucking night or I'd be you know just obsessing about stuff um and then I'd go and do a day's work um <laughs> anyway he was trying to get in his house all bloody night and um and that disturbed me you know that internal part of the self that gets disturbed by the actions of others and quite rightly it was justified however i now have the power within myself to um respond you know so anyway um after the meeting this morning i took the dogs out and um I came back and there was a knock knock on the door and um and it was this chap from next door he went I'm so sorry he says I don't remember what I was doing last night I just woke up in the garden apparently he went across the road and banged on one of my neighbours door you know and he's lost his credit card his keys somehow he smashed his bike helmet up and he done you know and um And I'll tell you what, if if, if this is all I share, it blew my mind away. And, I, you know, Miriam sent a message in the WhatsApp saying about, you know, in seven years, a person changes like all their DNA, whatever. And um, literally in the last year, even, I know a year ago, I would have been, oh, fuck off. I wouldn't have answered the door. I wouldn't have been able to deal with it. I took a deep breath opened the door he's going i'm so sorry and um i says look i i've been where you are and if you need help or you want to come to a meeting he says i really need help i says well i'm here if you want to go to a meeting you know um just whatever you know and, and left it at that and there was no sort of like Oh, It was just such a beautiful moment, you know, because the fuck kept me awake. Now, going back to, um, you know, like how life, how it was and what happened, what it's like now. Um, you know, I used to take drugs and be awake for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Um, somehow I'd managed to hold down a job until I decided it wasn't what I wanted. And then i would get another job. And I did a lot of living jobs. Uh, looking after people's horses uh, and um, (laughs) I'd be awake all night and I'd go out early in the morning so I would look like a really good employee so you know I'm on the ball um, (laughs) and I get going and then when it was time to ride the horses out this is how it became Um, I used to have this lovely little bum bag you know Kate just did a a, a crafty um, uh, uh, thing hour, and um, and I'd made this bum bagging, and, and it was like a tube, and you could fit two cans of cider in this bum bag, and it would just fit nicely down the saddle. So I'd go off riding in the woods, and I'd be leading one horse, and I'd be drinking <laughs> in the other. You know, uh, I, I'm a drink driver. I'm a drink horse rider. You know, and and um, and for me, how it got was. If my eyes opened, I needed to take a drink. Um, but if I it got to the point if I drank too much, I would just pass out and then not know what, what day it was. Um, you know, it was quite scary times. Um, but yeah, I blamed it all on the fact that I'm an only child. You know, that's what I blamed it on. And then I blamed it on my mum leaving my dad. And then I blamed it on my grandfather dying, you know, all this stuff. And um what I've learned in recovery is that all the stuff you know all the drama or the story of Zoe's life the only use that shit is to me now is to share it with, with someone else you know or, or that I mean that transformation in itself because I was so secretive in, in my drinking I would drink alone um you know I didn't want anyone to find out I had this mentality, no one will know. You know, I remember being a little kid and I'd I'd go out on my my bike and take things. You know, I used to just take things in the middle of the night, you know, as a little girl and um, no one would know. You know, and I didn't realise until coming into recovery that having that mentality, no one will know, it meant that the self that I was born to be was so hidden because it was no one and um and that is taking quite a lot of work to build up a bit of confidence to try new things um you know to to be kind with myself and 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 and, you know not beat myself up for not getting it right the next time um you know and that works for sponsorship i remember sponsoring this first um a girl about I don't know six six years ago and um we'd sit and the only way I knew how to do it was sort of how I was shown at that time was I sit there and bore the poor woman to death reading her the fucking big book. I didn't even know what I was reading, you know. And um and then she'd go home. I wouldn't see her for a few days and you know and, and she was drinking and she said to me, it doesn't matter Zoe because no one knows. I said, yeah, but you know, and it was in that moment when I went, oh, fuck, you know, I've just just said that thing that I needed to bloody hear myself, um, you know, what a gift, I mean, early recovery was like training a puppy for me, you know, you get a puppy home, so I don't know if there's any dog lovers in here, but, you know, you get it home, and the first thing it does, it pisses on the floor, it howls all night, you know, chews your shoes, and that's what I was like you know drunk and in early recovery I'd be eating your shoes I probably would be pissing on your carpet and I, I wouldn't wouldn't care you know I wouldn't care um, you know I, I had these so many masks you know I was like the character I remember <laughs> mum dumped me off at this uh, at the rehab um and at midday today I'm exactly seven years sober and I remember trying to get all these cans of scrumpy down my neck before I went in and there were still two cans in the footwell. Of course, I was a passenger because she wouldn't let me drive, don't know why, but um, (laughs) there were two cans there and I I was thinking about them the whole time I was in there. Anyway, um, you know, for for about two or three weeks, they don't let you um, ring out. It's not like you're kind of in prison, but they don't let you connect with the outside world, you know? I thought that was a bit bonkers really but to be honest I would have rang my drug dealer because I knew he lived just up the road you see but um so anyway I got this first phone call and uh and, and I thought well I better ring mother and I said the first thing I said was have you still got them two cans of scrumpy and she went no John's drank them which is her partner now I was fucking livid absolutely livid that's mine you know what I mean like I was actually like freaking out that he'd had my, my life, you know, it's my, it's my lifeblood, it's my heartbeat, it's everything. Um, And I suppose in a way that was kind of a step one experience because I knew then I was fucked, you know, I I was, I get so obsessed about two cans of cider that were mine, you know, it was almost like, all right, I'll do this rehab thing. As long as I know them, two cans of cider are waiting for me, you know. Um, I mean, crikey, I, 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 I've drank so much and, and and blacked out in Northumberland and I've woke up in, in a lay-by opposite Stonehenge, not knowing how the fuck I got there, you know. Uh, the amount of times I've loaded a van up and moved and, you know, I came into Alcoholics Anonymous um, with two breasts, a vagina and a dirty bag of washing. That was it. You know, my dogs um, went to a friend's house and that was hard letting them go in the beginning. Um, and I was just left with me, you know. Um, I got to the point I would just give my, give my body away, whatever you want. I'll be whatever you want me to be to anyone, anything, you know, and I, and I had no power and it's not about the drinking i had no power about those behaviours i had no power not to nick the chewing gum or whatever it was i was going to nick i had no power to run up not run up credit card debt and and just fucking not answer the phone i no, just this behaviour was totally driving the show and um you know having that little chat with my neighbour this morning it's really brought it all back you know that it's not so much drinking, drugging or whatever, it's what or who I turn into when I do. And one thing's guaranteed is that so if I have one, I will never stop. You know, I may never make it back. Um, you know, I, I, I had a few um, relapses. I first got sober in 2010 and I had that mentality and I may only talking from my own experience, but I, I totally believe now that if I have a reservation that I could have one one will be all right, one, just one, and I had that, you know, I had that in the beginning, just, just, I'll just have a little tumble of vodka, you know, it's tiny, 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 it would be fine, I'll just drink it real quick, you know, like this fucking nuts in the head, and that's what happened, I was off to the races again, and then second time, I think I was sober about eight months or something, and I was drinking energy drinks, you know, like by the fucking like 12 of them a day. And I'm like rattling, you know, like, <laughs> uh, and oh my God. So I thought I was um, a total down and out hopeless case. And I came to he- here and, um, and I thought, I thought I'd do a year. I'll do a year, see what happens. And I wanted to prove you all wrong you know if i'm honest because i'd like to be right you know look at me being good and right and honest the truth was i was full of shit i was always wrong and you couldn't rely on me for, for nothing and um so i thought well i'll do a year and uh what i realized at the end of that year was that i had done every day through a year once you know like i've done a what one christmas I mean, none of these holidays are any interest to in me whatsoever, but I've done a birthday. I've done, you know, I've gone to my first sober party. You know, that was weird. You know, uh, yeah, I went to an NA party and um, there was like tables of sausage rolls and cake and little napkins and fucking 500 bottles of lemonade and Coke. And I was like, what the fuck have I just walked into, you know? um but since then i've managed to go out sober dancing i've been to a few cacao ceremonies and you know and, and done some chanting um you know i went off and trained to be a yoga teacher i think in um the old timers will call it a good bit of hardcore spiritual bypassing so i did a lot of that you know a lot of like i am at one with you know and like i said at the beginning of the share reality is not my speciality so what I was doing was just transferring myself onto this I am a guru you know sort of doing my singing bowls and I'm you know I'm all right thanks very much you know but I'd actually drive down the road I'd be cussing everyone and I'd be you know like everyone's an asshole, and uh you know uh, bonkers 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 um but, you know, I did all that. And then I thought I was cured, you know, in 2019. I thought I was cured, although I was on the waiting list to have some uh, therapy. And the waiting list was so long, I could have killed myself 50 times over. So, you know, and, um, and then I, I found out that my first partner called Sooty, uh, he died of a heart attack, you know, and um, he was in his 40s. And he had a wife and a kid and, you know, all that. And we, we started our, our lives off. You know, he's my first partner, first lover, whatever you call it. And um, we started our lives off, you know, exactly the same. Exactly the same. And I did have a bit of, um, like, survivor's guilt, I suppose. But it did. It spun me out. It spun me out. So here I am doing all this yoga and I'm doing a little bit of house-sitting and dog-walking and, and going to, like, a uh, uh, spiritual fucking things and healing and don't get me wrong I love all that stuff I even love it today but what happened is I wasn't working my program and I I turned bonkers and by um by March 2019 I um I had the bright idea even though I swore in my early recovery that I'd never do a living job again because from my own experience I've done it so much it's the same every time these people who own you seven days a week can bang on your door whenever they bloody hell want to, you know, and um, and that over years of years, like 20 years I did that, it causes so much anxiety. And in recovery, I couldn't do it, but I did it anyway. See, no power, I had no power in myself. I just thought I got a good idea. I don't want to go to the funeral of so. I can't handle that. I don't want to do the therapy, so I'm going to go and get a job. So I went and got a job six days a week. This woman was banging on my door telling me what the weather's going to be like, uh, what time you're riding, and all, all this malarkey. And um, I was there right up until the, the lockdown, and um, until the June of the, the beginning of the lockdown. And by the end of it, this this woman, you know, like we talk about codependency and stuff like that, uh, this this woman I could hear her walking across the gravel in her little croc shoes and I, I'd i be in the stable yard going oh my fucking god you know and I'm going hi madam how are you you know like this the masks the false self and um, I wasn't being myself at all and it was painful you know it was painful that I made a decision based on self to go and do this thing when I knew how it was going to turn out You know it's just a little example of um you know doing the same thing and expecting a different result you know it really is and (laughs) oh the mad thing was i couldn't wait to get out of there i was desperate to leave i didn't know how to leave um the guy that i was her husband he had um like um uh, vascular dementia so he you know he He was off off the charts, bless him, and um, he came off one of the horses when we were out riding and I managed to hoist him back on. And um, uh, he decided it's probably not a best idea to ride anymore. So they got rid of the horses and gave me my notice. I couldn't believe it. You know, even though, you know, they've given me exactly what I've been hoping for. I couldn't believe they gave. I was there every day. I wasn't drunk on the job. I showed up on time. The bastards, the absolute bastard! How dare they? And do you know what I had in the back of my mind? And this is me being totally honest. This guy is a multi-millionaire, and I knew when I started there that he's quite old. So if I stay there long enough, he might give me a nice little bit in his will. You know, like this is the honesty of my of the thinking process. All that stuff. You know, it, it's like I couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and, and now I'm so fucking grateful that that happened. You know, i was so grateful because the place was sending me nuts. Who'd have thought that a little old lady, I mean, she's fucking, you know, 80 odd years old, hunched over a little lady, she's, you know, in her crocs. And, and, and it's like I had this something going on in me that was like scared to death of her. Anyway, we had a bit of a fallout. And, um, you know, all this sort of like discord or discomfort came up and she, um, my dog, uh, Lily, stepped in front of her and she went, get out of the way, Lily, or I'll kill you. Now, she didn't mean it like properly, but bearing in mind, I've had like nearly 18 months of this woman who's causing me discomfort. And I went, you ain't killing my dog, you fucking old cop. You know, I went for her. I went for like a Jack Russell on speed, I really did. And I was like, whoa, you know, what a nightmare, what a nightmare. Um, but do you know what all through that, and I I didn't think of picking a drink up because it's gone. You know, it's gone. But now what I'm finding out, especially like, you know, the seven-year itch coming up, as people have said, you know, I am seeing how, how I show up, and which is wonderful because I can correct it. You know, yes, I make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. You know, more recently, um, I went to college and I did a level two, and I felt quite buzzy because I, you know, I thought, oh, this is this is really good. You know, I, 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 aren't I, you know, but stroking the self ego and all that? So I thought, oh, I'll do the level three, and and it was just too much. It was too much for me. You know, like like that job was too much for me. And this is what I'm learning. You know, that college course at the moment is too much for me. And what I'm learning is it's okay to say, "So it's yes, too much for you, love." You know, rather than ploughing on and banging my head against a brick wall. Um, you know, I may go back to it. I but um, I may go back to it. But uh, I'm just. You know, what am I celebrating today in the meeting this morning? And I've been thinking about it ever since. Yeah, you know, I'm celebrating the fact that um, my neighbour kept me awake and it's just OK. I'm celebrating the fact that today I've had two phone calls from cold callers saying, have you had a car accident today? Fucking Londoners. <laughs> um, so i blocked those numbers, you know, I haven't had those for years. And then all of a sudden, two in one day. And then this morning we had a power cut. So, of course, I was thinking, how come we're having a power cut? You know, but it was really good because I was given a moment of quiet and and I just hoped that the electric would come back on because I needed to be on the internet to be here. Um, you know, the greatest gift of coming to AA is actually sharing my story, hearing other people's story, realising that uh, the shit show of my life can be of help to even one person on the planet, you know, that's enough for me. Um, knowing that I've got so far to go, but knowing how far I've come, do you know. Um, I hear people in the room saying I'm working a programme, and, and when I was at the face-to-face meetings, I would, I'd be quite obnoxious and say, well, what does that look like? What does it look like you're working a programme? You know, and they look at me like I've got five heads you know, and then uh, if someone asked me that, work in a program, it changes every day. But one thing I must do is never forget that I'm in a fellowship and that I must do something. um, Whether that's the steps, whether that's sit quiet, whether that's, you know, eat healthily, making the fucking bed, whatever it is, you know, Maybe it's reaching out to a newcomer or someone else or just ringing a friend or a family member, whatever. Am I reaching out of my selfish self to be of service to others? And in in kind of like a weird sort of way, it makes me a softer person. You know, I had so much body armor when I come into AA, like my, even like, Oh yeah, it was weird. Even like from my thighs up to my waist, my bum and all freezing cold, freezing cold. Like it's almost like there was nothing there, you know, like all that root chakra sort of, you know, just like numb. I was numb. And um and now I'm not so numb, you know. I went I went swimming with uh my 70-year-old mother. We got, uh, got our bavers on, and after we got got over the giggles. <laughs> uh and felt like we didn't belong in this posh hotel we sort of settled into it quite nicely and to be in the water you know that was a definite win because there was no pain in my body you know i suffer with a lot of physical pain um with different conditions that i that i live with and no longer fight i live with them you know um i was in the water and there's like no no pain no emotional pain no physical pain and the sun was shining down and those moments wouldn't be available to me if i was drinking would not be available to me if i was um you know if i was still in the madness you know um so yeah i don't know how much more i've got to say i don't know what i'm doing all the time um but you know the last year i've um i'm still in the same house i was in a year ago imagine that i mean and i've paid on my bit i'm not in debt i paid my bills the tv license has come through the door I, i'm not paying that one yet not quite ready but um you know there's a little garden i look after the, the the plants and stuff like that and um you know and i take care of myself the best i can you know and um it's uh as time goes on it's incredible how hard i've been on myself and not even known you know like the level of denial of how much i dislike myself or just love myself or whatever because i thought it was egoic you know if you think anything of yourself you're a fucking narcissist
1: but it isn't that
0: you know i'm worthy of healthy food i'm worthy of Regular water I'm worthy of being out in nature i am worthy to be sitting here in a fucking trust never meeting and being part of a part of the marathon. It's fucking wonderful, and I was at the last one as well, so all in all, you know all in all, it's hard being me, but forgive me for saying i would not want to be any of you, which is great because when I was a kid, I wanted to be anybody but me, you know um. So, yeah, the first one does the damage and the second and the third and the ones after that are the ones that get you banging on people's doors in the middle of the night, really. And uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be that person, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think that's about it from me. But um, thanks for the meeting and um, I will leave it there. Leave it at this.